Okay, we are live. Hello, everybody. I'm Janine Diltz-Bayman, your host for the Your Healthy Business Podcast, where we explore the technical how-to, the spiritual woo-woo, and the physical health and wellness components of growing your healthy business. And today, I'm absolutely honored to have with me Peace Mitchell. So if you have not yet heard of Peace, you absolutely must check her out and listen to the full episode. But we're talking um, to Peace Mitchell, and she is the founder, the co-founder of the Osmondpreneur Network and the Women's Business School. She's a keynote speaker, a TEDx speaker. She's a best-selling author of the book, Back Yourself, which you need to go check out as well. Um, and she's the Australian ambassador for women in tech. Peace firmly believes that investing in women is the number one way to change the world. And oh my goodness, I completely agree with her on that one. So please join me in welcoming Peace to our podcast today. Peace, I'm so happy to see you here. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you so much, Janine. It's wonderful to be here. I'm really, really excited to be chatting with you today. Oh, absolutely. And you know what, you guys, um, for those of you who may not know, I've known Peace for quite a long time now along these trials and tribulations of our business journeys um, and was fortunate enough to come and meet you in person way back 2014, I think it was, with my little four-month-old in arms and flying mm -hmm. across the country for the Osmondpreneur Awards when it was just quite in its fledgling stages compared to how big it is now. Yeah, and you won an award that night. So it was we did, we did. Just really enjoyed being part of your business journey and watching the evolution and the growth of your business and and your evolution as well. I think business is a real, um, it's the best personal development program you can go through entrepreneurship. And I, I love seeing that growth and transformation and women really stepping into their magnificence through business. And I've seen that happen for you, which has been beautiful to watch and be part oh, of. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been incredible to have that influence and the network of women. And we're going to talk about connection and network and supporting each other a lot throughout today's episode. Um, but I would start love to start off with Peace sharing the moment that changed her whole trajectory on her life and her business journey, which was a pretty, I mean, I've got goosebumps even knowing the story in the background and thinking how incredible it is. So if, would you mind sharing Peace about that pivotal moment for you? Yeah, so my sister Katie and I went through Cyclone Larry in 2006. And that, that was a pretty, you know, we were young mums, we had five children under five. And in the aftermath of disaster, it's really, it's the structural repairs that happen first, but it's the emotional repairs which are harder to clean up and really often are overlooked. And so I guess we realised that the number one way to help heal families was by supporting mothers. And we were inspired to start a non-profit organisation called Mothers Helping Others, with, along with two friends, uh, who we still are in touch with now, Karen Fortelli and Liz Provians. And we realised that when women are healthy and happy and well, then they're better able to look after everyone else around them. So their husbands or partners, their children, and the wider community as well. You know, often it's the women who are the ones checking in on elderly neighbours or extended family members and really that ripple effect when, when you look at one woman and the impact she has, the ripple effect just goes out to the whole, whole community. And so that, you know, it was a real pivotal moment for us, uh, Cyclone Larry happening in 2006, and that's where we discovered our why. And that why has stayed with us then through everything else we've done in our business, the real 
belief in investing in the power of women and understanding that the role of the mother in a family, in a community, in a relationship is really important and it's the strength behind everyone else. Yes. Oh, and you know how much at the very core of my soul, I value everything that you've just shared because it, I, I fully, fully high five, agree with all of it. And I think too, when, when you're in that moment and that sort, sort of stems from that necessity where you see that, that real value around you and what you could do if you take that further. So when was it that you went from mothers helping others to thinking, mm. well, this could be something a little bit even bigger. How much, how much bigger could this idea get? Um, was there something that spurred that on? So we ran Mothers Helping Others for two years, uh, which was really rewarding. We won big awards. We were on the front page of the newspaper. Everyone was like, this is amazing. Thank you so much. You really have played a big part in healing the community and bringing the magic back to our little town. Um, but it kind of it ran its course. You know, after after two years, the town really was in a lot better state than it had been, you know, in those initial months after the cyclone. And so we knew that we could do things to have an impact locally, but Katie and I are big dreamers. We knew that there was the potential for us to reach women everywhere and to support women everywhere, and that's really where the dream of Osmopreneur started, to connect women everywhere. At that time, it was around 2009 by that time, and... We were starting to see women starting home-based businesses. It wasn't as big a trend as it is now, but it was beginning then. That was back in the early days. Kind of Facebook wasn't really mainstream yet. No yeah. one had ever had Instagram. So it was this, <laughs> we were, everyone was trying to get these businesses up and going. And there was no real place to bring everyone together. So we started uh, a forum, an online community for mums starting businesses from home. That's where it all began. And at the heart of it was all about supporting mums to be supported and happy and fulfilled and and healthy and well. That's where it all began. And Yeah, and create that ripple that is so far beyond ourselves, right? Like we are the rocks that create that ripple. So, and that's how I found you, right? Yeah, Like back then, I mean, 2012 in those throes of postnatal depression and sitting at home and having this idea and thinking, I really want to get this off the ground. Who, where can I find that support network? And I can remember Googling um, entrepreneurship for mothers. And I think you guys were at the top of that Google search back in 2012. Um, and I signed up like straight away. <laughs> it's just like, I need to know these people. Yes, I need to find that support. Right. Because when you're, especially then when it was sort of, you know, when we were sort of maybe maybe the forerunners before social media really took off and before everything got really big online, um, mm. at that point, it, you needed to find that crew of people to support you and who, who have your back. Yeah, and I think even today you need to have that yes. crew of people to support you because it's a, it's a big, wide world out there. And for most people starting their business, they start it from home. And it can be incredibly isolating to be at home by yourself trying to build something from scratch. And you you often have a vision that no one else can see. And I think family and friends are wonderful and often they're very encouraging, like, oh, it's great, you're getting your business going. But they don't really, unless they're also entrepreneurs, they don't really understand it the same way that 
for women who are going through the same challenges and, and roller coaster that you are do understand yes. it. Yeah. Yes. Important. And especially when, I mean, I think we've both found it in motherhood, you know, the challenges only shift and change as time goes on. Um, but when your kids are really little and, you know, for me, you guys were a lifeline because I didn't have that family connection here in Australia. And, um, you know, with two little non, non-sleeping babies <laughs> at home trying to run my business mm-hmm. just to have that community of support. So thank you for creating what you've created over the years, because I know you've helped so many women across Australia and the world. Oh, thank you so much. We just, we love our community. It was, when we were starting out, it was what we wish existed um, because Mm -hmm. this wasn't my first business. I had actually run, I've tried to get a business up and running um, way back in 2002, I think it was. And I'd wanted to go into the fashion industry and design bikinis, hand embroidered bikinis. And I didn't have the support and connections that you need to get it off the ground. I had, I didn't have connections to um, retailers and, and wholesale stockers. I didn't have connections to manufacturing. I didn't have the yeah. business experience or a mentor to work with. And so I really struggled and, and I was just felt so isolated. I'm from a really small town in regional Australia called Innisfail. It's a little, rural farming community they mostly grow sugarcane and bananas and so I was so far away from where all the business conferences were happening all the networking events were happening and Mm. it was so isolating and so having an online community changed everything changed everything and I knew there were women other women like that like me out there who are also facing those same challenges yes definitely and still are, you know, I think for, for me, as you know, with me, I've moved to the regional center to, to take because of the opportunities in online business, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it was still having those connections and having that leadership and that, and that level of guidance to go through all the things that you just mentioned in growing a business, because it's not, you know, so many of us have that idea. And then it's a matter of, well, well hold on a second, there's all this back end stuff that needs to take, get taken mm-hmm. care of, and you need to figure it out. <laughs> So having somebody there who actually gets that just is a deal breaker. It makes all the yeah. difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Does. yeah. Um, now, I wanted to ask you, too, and we spoke a little bit of it just then, but the connection economy is something that you, your TEDx speech was on the connection economy. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah, I gave my first all TEDx right. TED Talk last year in October, and uh, I spoke about the connection economy and the power of connection. I mean, it has, it's been a game changer for me. Um, we've built our business on connection and partnerships and relationships and, you know, connections with people like you who give us the opportunity to speak on podcasts or uh, all of those kind of connections and collaborations that we've had over the years of building our business have taken us to where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. So for somebody out there who might be sort of starting it and trying to grow those connections, could you speak? I know there was five points that we we had sort of conversed upon before. Could you speak to a little bit on on what those points are? Yeah, absolutely. So the first one I like to talk about is reciprocity. And reciprocity is the art of giving generously um, without the expectation of something in return. But knowing that when you're kind to someone and you put kindness out into the world, that, that that kindness will come back to you, not necessarily by the person who you were kind to or even anytime soon, but just trusting and knowing 
that that's how it works, that when you're kind, kindness comes back to you. So reciprocity is really all about the art of giving and receiving. And it's important to be able to give. And I think most women are really good at, at giving and being kind. Sometimes they're too kind and give too much. But you actually have to be good at receiving as well and also asking for help. And I think that's something women often struggle with is asking for help. So you have to be able to give, but you also have to be able to ask for help and receive. So reciprocity is a big yes. part of connection. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. next one is resonance. And resonance is all about your energy. And you've probably heard of the law of attraction, which is the the idea that when you put out positive energy, that energy comes back to you. And that's how resonance works. And there's things that we can do to ensure that we're resonating at that higher energy level. So things like mindfulness and meditation and, and exercise and eating good food and listening to positive and uplifting music, reading inspiring books, all of those things contribute to your energy levels and and can help you to be more positive and enthusiastic and, and radiate a really positive energy. So resonance is an important part of connection because if you're, yeah. when you're positive, you're open to receiving from more people and you attract, you literally attract more people, connection. Yeah. You're magnetic. Yes. And experiences. Yeah, absolutely. You always want to be around someone who's got a positive sense of humor and, and they're fun to be with and they're excited about things and they're enthusiastic. That's sort of, that's infectious, that kind of um, energy. So resonance yes. is a huge one. Yeah. And it's something we can all yep. want to do. So that's a good one. Um, the next one is relationships. So really working on your relationships. And I guess um, I talk about super connectors in my TED Talk. And mm -hmm. a super connector looks beyond the person's title or position. So it's not about, well, I want to meet, um, you know, someone with a high profile of VIP when they meet somebody like that, they're not thinking about that title. It's the person who's in front of them. And so I don't know if you've ever been to an event where someone asks you, well, what do you do? As if to say, well, do you deserve to be here? And um, super connectors don't do that. It's not about like, or what status do you have? What job do you have? How much money are you making? What kind of car do you drive? It's more about, you know, who are you as a person? Like, what what inspires you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What are you excited about? And so developing relationships is about asking those deeper questions to really get to the heart of who someone is um, rather than just looking at the superficial thing of like, oh, well, yes, they're a lawyer or an engineer or whoever. Who are they really as a person? And so I really would love to encourage people to be a bit more creative with the questions they ask instead of when you meet someone new asking, well, what do you do? Ask them something like, what do you get excited about? What lights you up? What brings you yes. joy? Because, of course, you'll eventually find out what they do and what their job is, but you'll learn so much more about them and their story and what they're passionate about and things that you have in common as well. So, yeah, that's yeah, a huge I love one. That. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm taking notes, girls. I hope you are too. I'm writing them all down. <laughs> Fantastic. So the next one, intentionality. So being really intentional and, and having clarity. 
particularly around your why. So being really intentional, like knowing what your why is. And like, as I was saying, my why is about supporting mums to be the best version of themselves. And that's something you're also really passionate about. And I guess that's why we've aligned so well and stayed connected over all this time because um, our values align. So I think being intentional is a bit is about having clarity around what your values are, what your why is, and then being strategic and intentional with how you spend your time and where you invest your energy. So that's um yeah, that's a big one, being intentional. I think sometimes with um as entrepreneurs and with social media, it's easy to just like try and be everywhere and do all the things. Mm-hmm. But actually, you do need to be intentional and strategic because otherwise you can just be scattered and all over the place. Um, I guess a great example of that is Clubhouse has just just opened up recently and there's all these crazy rooms everywhere and and you go in them and they're talking about all sorts of things and it's easy just to lose hours and hours of time. However, if you're really intentional and you know where your values are, are aligned and you know the kind of conversations you want to be having and the people you want to be connecting with and talking to, then you can be really strategic and intentional with the rooms and events that you're joining and being part of. So, yeah, that's a big part of connection, I think, and that clarity around your values and who you're wanting Mm -hmm. to connect with is super important. And once you know that, then that, you know, that flows out through everything else that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you begin to attract those people into your world, you know, without sometimes it is all, it's all with that intention and they're just, they're there. The right person presents themselves. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, it all works in together. So, and my final tip for connection is self-care. I just, I can't emphasize, overemphasize how big that is. So creating and maintaining boundaries to prevent burnout is hugely important for us as women, as entrepreneurs, as mothers, Um, because, you know, I don't know why, but sometimes we think we have to be all and do all and and be across everything. And it actually, um, it's actually detrimental to do that. You actually have, it's more productive and better if you, manage your self-care and give yourself time out. And so it actually improves productivity. You get better results in your business. It works much better when things are kind of in balance and in flow. And so for me, it's really been about uh, creating and maintaining boundaries. So uh, I have physical boundaries. So on Friday afternoon, I'll pack up my laptop, put it away, and I won't touch my computer again until Monday morning when I'm back at work so that I have the whole weekend I'm not working I'm spending time with my family and in the early days of my business I was just on continuously and I know maybe a lot of women out there watching can relate to that of staying up till midnight to try and get things done and then waking up at 4am and trying to get work done then and then trying to work across the weekend and school holidays so really having boundaries around your work is so important because I yeah. could work on my business 24 hours a day. I would find more things to do that I could I could write more blog posts or do more social media. I could actually fit in 24 hours. But is yeah. that healthy? <laughs> no, it is not yeah. healthy. <laughs> one way to get to And um, it's not good for your business either. When you start overworking and putting in too many hours, you start feeling stressed. 
And then that leads to you start resenting the business. And people pick up, like I talked about energy before, people pick up on that energy. When you're not feeling it, your customers know. They can sense it in the way that you've written things or um, the way you're speaking or how you're presenting. They know. So it's really important to invest in your self-care and have boundaries around your time. So Digital, um, so physical boundaries is one, like physically like closing the door in your office if you're able to do that or packing up the laptop and putting it away and getting everything out of the way so that you're present for your family. The other one is digital boundaries. So, you know, we've all got smartphones oh, and the notifications pinging all day long. You don't have to have those notifications. I got rid of my notifications years ago. I don't get any pings or anything I get the messenger um, comes up on the screen that I've had a message but there's no sound so it's not distracting me while I'm doing other things I don't get any Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram notifications anymore but the other thing that I do if I start feeling like I'm heading towards burnout or getting overwhelmed I'll actually have a digital detox I will delete all of the all of the social media off my phone on a Friday afternoon and then I'll reinstall them Monday morning. And so then I can't check my social media or, or look at it. It's a proper break. It's a proper digital boundary around all of those things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that is so important. Oh, my goodness. Like, mm-hmm. I see that with so many women in business that I work with one-on-one these days where you come into it and you're excited, right? You've got so much passion for what you're building. And I mean, you and I have both been there where you've just got the list is is long, but it's so exciting that you just want to do it all, get it all done, tick through the list. And it's like, if you don't give yourself that space and that silence, then you will hit that burnout eventually. And your energy will not align with your posts. And I speak of that often these days because that's what shifted, mm-hmm. that shift shifted everything for me in my business, everything. Um, but it's only been in the last few years that I've really properly figured that out. Uh, I wish I'd figured it out earlier. So anybody out there who's watching, really trust us. <laughs> Give yourself that self-care and set those boundaries. It's a, it's a, it's a game changer. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen women hospitalised from burnout. Like it, yeah. it's serious. And then once you get to that stage, there can be long-term health implications. Like it's, it is serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and I it's think, that mental I, load too, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. As mothers, we already are handling so many things, but then we're running a business as well. We have to be able to manage them. I think there's a phrase that says, you run the day or the day runs you. And for so many people, the business is running them into the ground. That's not why you started a business. I mean, that's not what it was about. You had a vision to create a better life for yourself and your family and to have flexibility and family time and financial freedom. But if your business is making you work yourself into the ground to the point where you're feeling like you need to be hospitalized or it's making you unwell or it's impacting your relationships and your friendships, then you need to start asking why and you need to seriously make some changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fully wholeheartedly agree mm-hmm. with you on that one. So those mm-hmm. are some really pivotal points you just made there, Peace, and I'll just quickly um mentioned those top five words that you came out with there so that was recip- recip- reciprocity reciprocity, I like the words. Yeah. reciprocity. <laughs> resonance resonance yes relationship, relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, living intentionally yes 
yes, intentionality. And self-care. And self-care, yeah. Yes. Yep, beautiful, Definitely. beautiful. And I think if you can go into business or take your idea to the next level and keep those five points in mind, you will grow faster. You know, just smashing through your list every day and hitting that burnout point is not the fast track to success. It really is a matter of slowing down and giving yourself the time to move into each of those elements, right? And, and, and to grow and to thrive. And everything around you will start to thrive too. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does. It, it works like that. This is, there are so many myths around it. People think that success, you get success by hard work. But actually, that's not the case. And I think we need to redefine success and we need to redefine what achieving success looks like. So, yes. yeah, this, yeah, we need to challenge yes. those outdated stereotypes because it's simply not true. It doesn't have to be hard work. You don't have to run yourself into the ground. Boom. Virtual high five coming through the screen. <laughs> Rock solid. <laughs> That'll be the sound clip we use. <laughs> awesome. Now, please, I know people can find you all over Instagram and Facebook, but if you wouldn't mind sharing your, your handles, your social media handles, so people can pop it in, and I'll, I'll pop it here in the comments, but where can everyone find you? Sure. So um, at the Women's Business School on Facebook and Instagram, at Ozmopreneur as well, both of those. And then I'm also at LinkedIn. If you look up Peace Mitchell, I'll come up. And also yep. at Clubhouse, it's at Peace M. On Clubhouse as well. Cool. Clubhouse at Peace M. Brilliant. And our website Excellent. as well, while I'm here, is the women's business yes. com. Yep. And osmompreneur.com as well. The women's business school.com and osmompreneur.com. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Beautiful. Donna has just put a comment in here. I had someone suggest that working at 80% is better for efficiency from an engineering perspective for management. I would say so. Not 100%, eh? <laughs> we need to give ourselves that time, that step away. Um, it yeah. makes all the difference in the world. Really, it does. And I think productivity, yeah. I mean, if you're able to take a break and then when you are working, to be working at, at your full potential rather than be working all day and actually I'm only good till about 3 p.m. anyhow. After that, the quality of the work just goes down. But in that early part of the day, like I'm a morning person, so the best work that I do, the most creative, most impactful work is typically in the mornings and I will give 100% then. And I think it's understanding productivity. It's not about, I think it's about the quality, not the quantity when it comes yes. to your work. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and understanding your rhythms as a person and, and leaning into what you what you need in those hours of the day and where you need to be and where your mind needs to go um, and tap into it. Right. Like if, you, if we know that we're most productive in the morning, then give ourselves that time and the space in the morning to just smash it, get into it. Absolutely. Like I think this whole idea of the nine to five, like I don't know who came up with those hours, but it's not what's most productive for everyone. Like I'm much yeah. better. I can get up early and, and like have that quiet time where I'm working and creative and uh, productive. It's much better for me to work from like that time through till school pickup than mm -hmm. starting at nine and then trying to struggle through till five while I've got the kids at home. I'm actually much more exactly. productive. Exactly. 
Mm. And Peace, I just want to point out there for anyone who's listening, um, how many, tell us all how many children you have. And it's just, again, like take note of what Peace has achieved during the space of this time with children, because this is why you need to be listening, guys. She's, she knows her stuff. So tell us, tell us where you're at in your motherhood mm. journey. So I have four children, uh, three boys and a girl, and my youngest is in year two at the moment. So, yeah, I've had babies the whole way through. In fact, back in 2014 when you just had your baby, I'd had a baby in 2013. So, yeah, I've had That's babies right. the whole way through and had to do that, that balancing and time with her, time with the new baby, time for my older kids as well, time for myself and time for the business. Yeah. and. It's, it is achievable and I think people need to keep hold of that vision. And I remember in the early days when she was a young baby that I had to be intentional every day to have work-life balance. I had to make sure that that was a priority and my self-care was a priority. Because your boys would have been what age they were at in, that point? They were in like year three, year five and year seven. So they were okay. off at school, so I just had one baby at home, which was exciting because when I had the three boys, yeah. it was very time-consuming. <laughs> so, yeah, I had this yeah. And I really wanted to make the most of that time with her as well. And I just yeah. I'm so grateful to have a business that allowed me to do that. I was able to work with virtual assistants. I streamlined, well, Katie and I streamlined the whole business so that I was able to take maternity leave and then when I did come back it was literally one hour a day where I would you know work on the most important priorities for the business and then as she got a bit older sleeps became more um settled I was able to increase that so yeah for anyone who's yeah. there who's watching it's definitely is possible but I think that intentionality is a huge part of it be intentional with your time with your priorities with what's important and value yourself yeah. and your self-care and give yourself permission. Yeah. That's another huge thing, Janine, giving ourselves permission to take the time we need to look after ourselves. Yes, and not just push aside. Not, don't just push through it, push through it, charge on. If you need to take time out, take time out if you can. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't need to be martyrs, ladies. <laughs> we can we can take time for us if if you know make it happen because it is very yeah. very possible. Invest, invest in yeah. yourself. This weekend, yeah, I'm going on a yoga retreat three days. Like, give oh. yourself time that you need and do the things that make you feel good because it's important. Yeah. You're important. You're as an entrepreneur, you're your most important asset in your business, and you have to invest in that. Definitely. Definitely. Now, Peace's book is called Back Yourself. Um, and I love that terminology because when I was back starting my business, I felt like that was really what it took in those beginning days to get anything off the ground. I was 100% backing myself. There wasn't many people around me saying, yeah, go for it. It was, I'm going to do this, sort of, I'm going to try. Um, so <laughs> tell us a little bit about your book before we hop off. Um, I'll just grab. Yeah, please. This is Back Yourself. And um, it's written by, there's 27 authors in here, and they share their stories, but it's also really practical tips and advice as well. So we wanted it to uh, be really helpful and inspiring and practical as well. So it covers, we talk about resilience and courage, and, but we also talk about time management and marketing and 
PR, all of the things. So, yeah, I'm really proud of this book. It's out in bookstores now and you can buy it um, through the Women's Business School website but also through Booktopia, Amazon, all of the places. So for anyone internationally who's watching, you can get it through Amazon as well. Yeah. Amazing. Well, congratulations on that book piece. That is a huge achievement, a huge kudos to yourself and to Katie and everything that you've achieved through the Women's Business School and through Osmompreneur. I'm so, so grateful to have crossed paths with you seven years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds crazy to say that and that we've been able to stay in touch um, along our business journeys ever since. So absolutely inspiring. And I am so grateful um, to you for coming on today and sharing your time and wisdom with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I've loved being part of your journey as well. I've really loved watching you grow and and seeing you evolve with your business. So thank you so much for having me today. I've really enjoyed this. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you, everybody out there who's watched our episode today. Um, Please feel free to leave a comment or a review. We will hop off for now and I will catch you next time on the Your Healthy Business podcast. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.